Winning Edge Investments provides industry-leading horse racing and sports tips, ratings and education, which enables you to invest intelligently and treat your betting like a business. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com and start boosting your betting bank immediately. Today's guest on the show is Star Sydney jockey Tommy Berry. Thanks for joining us, Tommy. No, my pleasure. How are you? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very well, thanks. We're on the eve of the $14 million Everest, and you're riding one of the key hopes in Pierrata. How's the build-up been, Tommy? Yeah, it's been massive, I think, with, within the camp and outside of it. You know, it's been a race that's, since it's come on the scene the last three years. It's just built up every year, and, um, you know, it's, it's, got, um, it's been recognised by many people all over the world now, and it's great we've got a bit of international appearance with 10 sovereigns in the race, and uh, it's been great, and my blokes handled the occasion well, and um, Greg's, Greg's got him in great order. There's obviously a lot of hype around the race. From a jockey's perspective, do you do anything different in Everest Week? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, you know, it's, it's you know, there's a lot of pressure uh, in the, in the build-up, and, you know, a lot of media interviews and stuff like that, and it's, it's a pretty busy time for us, but... Um, when it all comes down to it, it's just a, it's, a, it's another race, and you've got to treat it like that. But uh, you'd be lying if you said there wasn't much more pressure uh, in, the, in the lead up to it for sure. You've been in a nice position with Pierrata locked in for the Everest very early on. Has that taken some of the pressure off? Yeah, it does. It means that you don't have to run him very often. Uh, we've been able to give him a month in between runs, between his last run and this run, because you're not trying to chase a slot, and um, you know he's. He's been able to run in the races we've wanted to run him in all prep and trial when we wanted him to and, and gallop when, he, when we wanted him to. So he's pretty much had a faultless preparation up until now and um, you know, hopefully we've only got to wait a couple more days to the big, the big dance. But uh, you know we, we, couldn't be, we, we couldn't complain with the preparation that he's had so far. Pierrata has had a month between runs. Have you done much work with him since the win in the shorts? Uh, I think I've galloped him once. Um, yeah, I, I don't really do much with him off the track, um, only at the trials and race day, and I don't do really many gallops on him. He usually has his, his um, normal work rider on, and uh, but I, I did gallop him last Monday morning, and he gave me a great feel, and uh, I was very pleased with um, you know how he's ticking along. He's he's freshened up since his last start, which is what we wanted to see, and uh, as I said, with it'll be no excuses, excuses come tomorrow, he'll, he'll be spot on. Were you happy with Barrier 1? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm happy with Barry One. It's you know he could have drawn ten, eleven, or twelve, and I would have been a, a lot more upset. But um, yeah, you know, it would have been nice for him to draw three, four, or five just to give him a bit of room. But um, there's no dead wood in the race, that's for sure. There's a, a lot of you know the eleven other horses in the race are all great chances. So I'm sure it doesn't matter what what I'm on the back of at what stage of the race. They're going to take me somewhere, and, and he'll have his chance. At the barrier draw, Brenton Avdala was quite confident he could cross you on in a time. How do you think that'll play out? Yeah, I can see the way you think that. Um, you know, I, I sort of thought that he could be in the box seat behind Nature Strip and Red Zell, um, and, and I'd probably be one pair further back. Um, so, look, I, I'll be a little bit positive on my bloke early, uh, just because he's pretty relaxed tight, but I won't be riding him too far out of his comfort zone. He's, he's a horse who's got a turn of foot, and I don't really want to take that away from him. By trying to be too close, there's, there's obviously going to be nice speed in the race with Nature Strip in it, and ten sovereigns out wide is going to press forward, I believe. And so uh, I don't don't really want to be sitting right on that hot tempo. Um, I've probably been in the middle of the second half of the field, I, I, I believe.
Santana Lane has drawn right beside you and given he's beaten Pierrata in the TJ and also the Tally Classic, has your bloke improved enough this prep to turn the tables? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think he's... When we ran in the TJ, my bloke, he didn't feel like he was at his best on that day. Uh, he felt a little bit flat and um, he felt much better going into the um, in the VRC sprint, but he was obviously his first time down the straight. So he probably had excuses on both occasions, but he's a lot more mature, this preparation. Uh, he's a lot bigger and stronger. He's probably 30 kilos heavier, a bit more. Um, and that shows in, in what he's done, this preparation. He's had a faultless prep. He's been running times that he hasn't been able to run in the past. And the only horse that's been sort of running those times in the past has been down Lane. So I think he's the sort of horse that uh, he, he's everyone's got to beat him because he's going to be able to, he's going to be getting back off, off a fast tempo and it doesn't matter whether he gets out at the 300 or the 200 he's he's got a devastating turn of foot that he can put a field away very quickly so um he's definitely going to be a horse that i'll feel be challenging me late is there another horse in the race that you're most frightened of um look i, I think arcadia queen obviously she's a she's a mare that's going to be better once she gets over a little bit further but chris waller's very good at setting his horses for a big race and He's obviously had this race in mind for her for, for some time since she's come here, so she's she's been primed for it. And look, I, I don't think she's a she's a genuine sprinter in the field, but she's a very good horse. She she could potentially be one of the best horses in the country, or the best uh, that's around at the moment. So, you know, she she hasn't done anything wrong to date. So she's she's definitely scary, but um, I think out of Center and Elaine and, and her, then you you got to go straight to Red Zell, who's just been a marvel. I saw him on. Uh, Thursday morning, he looks outstanding, probably the best I've seen him look, and um, he's going to be up on the speed and very hard to get past once again. You've got a ripping book of rides on Saturday. Uh, you've got Brutal in the Sydney Stakes. I bet you're hoping there's no late scratching in the Everest. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a bit of a bummer if I miss out on him, but um, he's obviously been aimed at the Golden Eagle, and um, so going into the Sydney Stakes is probably the right race for him, where we don't really want him to have a gut buster in a in, in Everest leading into a race like the Golden Rose, so hopefully it pans out that way. But he's he's, he's taken great improvement out of his first up run. That was probably always going to be the run that we were had a query on because uh, he was a little bit behind the eight ball. But he's come on well since then, and um, we're very happy with with where he's at. And he'll improve once again uh, once he gets out to to the fifteen hundred for the Golden Eagle. So uh, he's up against a similar field from last start, um, and he's a quality horse in the race. So. I'd be disappointed if he doesn't uh, come go across the line first. Do you think he'll still have that sprint in his legs, second up at 1,200 metres, given he's got his grand final in the Golden Eagle at 1,500 metres in a fortnight? Yeah, look, he might not be as, as sharp as he was last start, but he's a winner, and winners just go out and get the job done, and that's sort of what he does. There's no nonsense about him. Um, and, you know, he looks like he's going to map to get the same sort of run, and I think quality will just shine through. You've also got Happy Clapper in the Craven Plate. He's yet to win at 2,000 metres, but his form is super around that distance in Melbourne and also behind Winks. Yeah, it is, and that's right. He's, if he wasn't running against Winks so often, he'd probably have a, a really good 2,000 metre record. And uh, He was very unlucky in the Craven Plate a couple of years ago. Um, he's had a good prep so far. He's been in races at a black tempo, which hasn't suited him, but he's been hitting the line strong at the end of those races. So uh, there looks to be a good speed in the race with Shammer down. Um, Stampede and uh, Harper's Choice so that should give him a, a nice card into the race and, and he should be able to sprint well off the back of them and you know, he's a group one horse running in a group three race worth half a million dollars so he's very well placed. And you must be excited to get on Victorum in the Kosciuszko? 
yeah, he's a he's a horse I've always had a lot of time for. I've always taken great interest in, in his racing career because with Ben Looker riding him, he's a good mate. So I've enjoyed watching him get plenty of success on him, and I was fortunate to to pick up the ride on this occasion. And you know, he's a he's a horse just um always showed very good and stepped up and gone to a new level every every preparation. And he was just shy of Group One company in the Winter Carnival uh, not long ago, and that that winter form's really held up in the early part of the spring. So. I think he's the best horse in the race. He gets conditions to suit with a firm ground. He's drawn a good barrier, so he'll have no excuses tomorrow. He's, he's got a great fresh record, and um, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't figure right in the finish. And you rode him in a trial a couple of weeks ago. Did he give you a good feel? Yeah, he gave me a great feel. He's, he was able to, to jump out with both his trials this time, which have been, I think has been important. He's been able to jump out and put himself in a more prominent position, not give give too much ground away. And so hopefully he's able to do that again on the weekend. And He's in really good order. I was, I was very happy with what the way he felt on the weekend, and he'll um, he'll definitely make his presence felt. And another good ride is Gallic Chieftain in the St. Ledge. You rode him to second in the Metro. Is the firmer surface a bit of a concern, or? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's a he's a horse who's um, he really enjoys uh, coming to Sydney. He's got a great record when he does come here. Uh, the only so as you said, query would be that that um, soft ground. He's uh, that, that firm surface, um, he likes getting his toe into the ground a little bit. And, um, I heard Archie Alexander during the week saying it's a bit of a concern for him and he knows the horse quite well. So you'd have to just back him on trust and, and hope that he's, you know, he's a horse who's in good form and he's, he looks great. From a middle draw, he should get a nice run and he'll be strong to the line late. And one who should appreciate the firmer ground is Maddie Rocks in the Reginald Allen. Yeah, she's a, she's a horse who's um, another one, showed very good ability the whole way through. She's been unlucky on a few occasions, but um, she's going very well and she's drawn a bit of a tricky barrier. Probably have to press forward from there and put her somewhere on the speed. But um, she's, she's been, when she's been getting beat, she's been running well and running good times. So um, really, really excited to be on her. She's, um, you know, Ben Vasalo and his team have done a great job with, with Chris to get her where she is now and it's a perfect race for her. And do you know much about Don and Kat in the two-year-old race? Do you want to trial her? No, I've, I've spoken to Anthony and, and Don Van Overme, who's, who rode her in that trial. And, um, they were both very happy with her. She's not overly big, very gutsy. Uh, she's got a nice bit of speed, drawn a good barrier. Um, might, might, not be, might not be up to him this time around, though. That's the only question mark. So um, she's going to get every chance from that inside draw and, and should, should run a credible race. But I just look to see what she's done this this time around and, and note that she'll definitely improve off that. And you've got Maid of All, she's a mare going for four in a row for Nick Olive. Yeah, she's a tough, honest mare. She's, as I said, she's won her last three and she's kept stepping up to the to the mark and she's been unlucky you know, a couple of occasions where she's been beaten this prep as well. So um, it's a similar sort of race to what she's been up against and um, she's drawn a good barrier. She had to work quite hard last start to get outside the leader and was still strong late. So she um, she, uh, she should appreciate a softer run from the barrier. And as I said, she's been very consistent. And when Nicolo brings his horses to town, he, he rarely gets it wrong. So I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased to be on her and I think she'll run very good. You've got a brilliant book of rides. Best of luck with all of them tomorrow, especially Pirata and Big One. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks, Tommy. At Winning Edge Investments, we have a team of highly skilled expert analysts and full-time professional punters who review the data, crunch the figures, and assess the best betting opportunities, which are then delivered straight to your phone or inbox in real time so that you profit.